Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Empower Man Podcast. It's your boy, Mikey G, coming to you live from the free state of Florida. And I am joined by the man who did not believe in love at first sight until he met his first Irish car bomb. The man who put Surf Lodge in Montauk on the map. He is the mayor of Montauk. He puts the empower in empower, man. He is the <laughs> champion of the Second Amendment. My boy and yours, let's give it up for Mr. Greg Atadora, the first. How are you, sir? Woo! Fire, as always, with the intros, Mike. I absolutely love it. I'm really good, man. How are you doing? Well, it depends, because I just had Chipotle <laughs> before I came on. And you love that place, I, man. You I love it. it. Twice a, I eat it twice a week, and Crazy. I had pure fire. So if I should happen to run abruptly (laughs) off set, you know what I'm doing. And I know you can carry on. Absolutely. I know you can carry on, but all all is well, man. All is well. Good. Hey, you know what? I'm just thinking, how great was last week's episode about July 4th? It It was tremendous in so many different ways. First of all, once again, beyond grateful for Chris coming on. It was, it was an absolute honor to, ask him questions, listen to his answers and learn from him. It was tremendous. And it was also really great for our reach and our platform. And it brought on a whole bunch of new subscribers and viewers. We have, we've been, you know, bombarded with some really great questions and inquiries and all sorts of things. So it's on all levels. It was fantastic. Yeah. And it's wild to see this thing grow from an idea to us kind of like just, you know, kicking around some thoughts to actually bringing it to life and to see how we're growing every day and the exciting stuff that we have coming up and the friends that we're making of the show, you know, to call Chris a friend of the show. And we got a really great message today uh, from Pamela Jean Noble. Uh, She's on CMT. She's on Fuel TV. She's a mom. She's a wife. Uh, she also founded a nonprofit called Noble Noble Critters, um, and we just want to say thank you to Pamela for uh, reaching out and listening to the show. And guys, follow her. PamelaGeneNoble.com is her website, and uh, show her a little love, man. Absolutely, it was really cool to hear from her and, and have a, a nice exchange. And I want to give a shout out, obviously, to the boys at GBRS Group, and also <clears throat> to the makers of this hat, it's the Navy SEAL Danny Dietz Foundation. He was one of the members of Operation Red Wing, which we can we all should know, and you can read about it, and there's movies about it. But go check it out, Navy SEAL Danny Dietz Foundation.com. They are doing tremendous things. They're giving grants away. It's, a, it's to help support the gold, the gold families. So please go there and show some love to them. Absolutely. We can never thank our first responders enough and our, our military, but as, as customary, I'll yeah. give a shout out to our boys in blue, our, our women in blue as well, as far as our men and women and um, our EMTs, our firemen and women. Uh, thank you for keeping our community safe. We can never uh, thank you for what you guys and gals do for us. Absolutely. And I'll just mimic that to all of our military personnel, the Gold Star families out there, like I mentioned. Thank you so much for your sacrifices. Be safe out there. Be careful. And also kick some ass and don't take any prisoners. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking about that, tonight's episode is really, really an important episode because I've 
dealt with it and continue to deal with it. We. We. Yes. Yes. And I, <laughs> I didn't want to speak for you. You can speak for me. You can also speak for my eye because I'm getting a lot of questions about it. I'm fine. I, I broke a blood vessel, lifting weights, not a big deal, doesn't hurt. So I yep. could have came up with a totally cool story, but no, it's just normal. I was deadlifting, no big deal. Well, actually, before we <clears> get into tonight's topic, yeah. you've been, since Kyle's been on the show, you've taken a liking to fasting, sir. Tell the viewers how that experience has been going. I just did my fourth one. I'm down 10 pounds already. Whoa. I feel fantastic. Um, I just, I alternate weeks. I do one week, I'll do a 24 hour fast. The next week I'll do a 36. Next week, 24. Next week, 36. I'm going to be honest. The 24s are very easy. If you time it right, the 36s, they're not as bad as I thought, but you witnessed one this week. I would, I almost gave in, almost gave in, That's true. but I didn't. And I'm, the next morning, I was super glad that I didn't. It's a great feeling. It's all in your head, just like Kyle said. It's great mind mapping, mind control, and just being accountable to yourself, no one else. And it's well worth it. That's awesome. Yeah. And Kyle's going to be coming back on with us yep. in a few weeks. So Can't we'll wait to have him. Yeah, part two is going to be really, really awesome to have that uh, you know, follow-up episode from our first one because we got so many uh inquiries and likes yeah. on that episode so we're looking forward to seeing kyle and getting more uh in depth with him the power of anger greg yes sir um i still deal with it i'm sure you do as well earlier um, today on the highway yep <laughs> yeah you know i often reflect when i was younger all the cool people that i knew had a temper right they had an anger right they would start like barroom brawls or and it was kind of like cool because you kind of wanted to be like that like yeah that's kind of like a cool thing when we were younger yeah it had that edge to it that was attractive yeah when when you're in your 20s when you're in your 20s like i heard stories of you know wrestlers back in the day you know that would you know put quarters on a pool table and like take everyone's quarters and throw them off table like i got next game and like you know who's gonna mess with you know, deal with that person. Exactly. (laughs) Back then when you could, there were no camera phones, there were no videos. Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) Bring those days back. Man, a lot of things uh, went down with that. Shout out to the Red Rock. Yeah. Got to give a shout out to that is Mike introduced it to me a long time ago. Greatest bar New York City has ever seen. I don't give a fuck what you say. I will. I will take that to the bank. Yeah, we had a, a lot of fun, man. A, a oh, lot yeah. of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of stories that will take us yeah. to the great beyond. Yes. But, you know, now as you look back on it, you know, all that anger was kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Because it, we could have been using our time so much more productively instead of trying to, you know, show the world that I'm tough or show the world that I could kick your butt. Mm-hmm. But, Greg, but Greg, like, why do you get angry for like wh- what is what do you say what would you say is the main cause for your anger when it happens wow that's a good question mike just coming out swinging with a deep deep question Publix, Publix ginger ale uh, pu- shout out to Publix. um Publix. listen that's a that's a tough question just to go off the top of my head the source of my anger listen i, I i'll think about that answer as we go on 
but what I can say to <clears throat> to touch upon what you spoke about about how it was such a waste of time when we were younger, I agree with that. It was a waste of time. I think, and we'll talk about this more. I think the key is to harness that emotion and channel it into the direction you want to go. That being said, when you're in your early 20s and you're around other like-minded individuals and you're hopped up on alcohol and testosterone and all sorts of fun things, that harnessing ability, it's not there. So yes, it becomes a waste of time and it can really, really derail your path in life. And it can also, if it doesn't derail it completely, it can certainly delay it for a very long time. And you're going to be playing catch up because of those actions. And this is all spoken from Mike and I, from a place of, yeah, we did that. So we're we're not better. We're not trying to preach. We're just trying to, to show people and the listeners not to make the mistakes we made. So maybe it saves you a little bit of time and trouble and headache and pain and all sorts of things. No, you put that so elegantly, Greg, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, My friend, Patrick, who's going to come on at some point talks about children. Children have two fears, fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. You're taught anger. You're taught hate. You're taught love. You're taught certain emotions that can carry with you into adolescence, pre-adolescence and, and beyond. For me, my source of anger is when I feel like I'm controlled. I hate being controlled. I, when I feel like I'm controlled, I rebel. I always felt like I had to prove something to somebody. So I always had a chip on my shoulder. So I had a, I wanted to fight everybody. I wanted to show people that I was tough. And I'm really not like, I don't consider myself a tough guy. I never was a tough guy. You're pretty guy. tough, Mike. No, I, I, I'm really not, you know, and I've, I put on a good front for years, but it was that, you know, the person that you pretended to be versus the person that you really were. And, mm-hmm. you know, deep down inside, you know, it's like, God, I remember like one of the fights I got into when I was younger, unfortunately, and you know, when you are in that situation, you're like, oh my God, like, you know, if I connect with somebody, I could really do some damage. And back yeah. then it was like, <clears throat> yeah, I kicked his butt or, yo, we got into this huge fight. And, you know, that was a microcosm of how I felt about myself inside. Mm-hmm. When you have all that, like, when you feel like, you know, when people control you and it goes like from, from childhood up when you feel like you've been controlled or you feel like people are trying to like, you just want to break free and, 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 you know, rebel and, and just proven like, yeah, I'm tough. I can take your best punch. Like I'm not a, I'm not a wimp. I'm not a wuss. And that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not the proper way of of going about things, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I also, I agree with the chip on the shoulder and I'll take it a step further. I think growing up like a nice kid, follows the rules, respectful, all that, you're challenged and you want to rise up to that challenge and say, yeah, I might be a nice guy and I'm smart in school and all this stuff, good athlete, but you know, you become a target and you want to flip the coin and be that tough guy, like you said, and you want to prove to other people, which is just a mirror you're trying to prove to yourself that you can hold your own in a different scenario. So, yeah. Well, I think also too, of just having the reputation, of being crazy 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. And now add into when you're younger, girls, you want to look cool in front of them or somebody wants to make fun of somebody because they're insecure about themselves and you got to be a tough guy. It's a it's a nice blend of all sorts of shit that can really force the issue, which is a waste of time at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's funny because I guess, you know, you have certain situations where like when you look at your family dynamic and if you have someone who controls with fear, like I'm going to beat you up versus uh, fear of trying to control outcomes. So you don't hurt yourself and try to get yourself in a bubble. It's like you said, this big pile of poo that stirs inside you. And then at one point the, the vessel just erupts Yeah, and you're like, bring it on or like you know i can recall a situation where i ran from a situation because i was scared and i was young and i was just in a really it was just a bad situation and i ran and for the longest time i went out and fought to prove to myself that i was tough because i didn't when i ran away i felt like the biggest wuss on earth because i should have taken it and gotten my ass Part, excuse me, part of my language, I should have gotten my butt kicked mm-hmm. or something like that would have happened. So like when, when you're in a situation and you don't handle it the way you would have wanted to, but probably handled it the right way. Like I probably did the right thing by getting out of that situation. Of course, you know, you play it over in your mind and I know <clears> guys, you know, we like to stir. It's just bruised inside of us. And I can replay things over and over mm-hmm. and over in my mind. And, Again, it's a waste of time. You're allowing people to rent space in your brain. And then that leads to some of the health consequences we'll get into with having a a bad temper. Um, So that's where my anger comes from. And that's where it came from. And, you know, it's something you got to deal with each day. But having the awareness of where it comes from is huge to understand how to solve the problem. Yeah. And I also, this is always a, um, a, a conversation and I'm going to throw a curveball at you. The music we grew up on and the music we listened to from heavy metal to the hardest rap, not the shit that's out there now. It's soft, but the real hard stuff, 80s, 90s mm. or, and early 2000s. Mm. And everyone's like, you know, when things happen, the news will spin like, oh, they listen to this. You have to stop saying that. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think if you have a good group of people or at least a good, a decent uh, foundation, whether it be friends, family, or, you know, the core values, like we always talk about, listen, I'm a fan of some of the, the wildest music. That's if you really, if you read the lyrics, it's, it's horrible, but I'm not out friggin' doing it. I enjoy listening to it, but I'm not acting on it. So I think that's a, a level of control that s- most people have, thank God. And we're talking, we're relating this to the music. And, you know, you hear stories, some people don't, but those are other underlying issues, which causes those problems. So, I mean, did you get that growing up with the music? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Iron Man by Black Sabbath is my favorite song of all. I had that, I must listen to that song 10 million times. And mm-hmm. every remix that you could make of because of what that conjured up in my mind which was violence and yeah. wanting to kick the crap like that got me amped up or i remember <laughs> when we were wrestling in 95 and mike tyson just got out of jail 
And Redman, time for some action. Everybody, <laughs> everybody had that other Walkman like day before they were getting ready to go out. So, you know, like you said, it's the music that gets you amped up to really do some damage. And I love getting amped up. I think getting yeah. amped up is awesome. It's just, you know, we always say you got to be controlled, though. Yeah. And, and, and understanding why we get angry can have a, a, a both a good and a bad effect on on relationships what are your thoughts on how a bad temper can affect your relationship with your family your relationship with your job your relationship with your friends how does that bad temper kind of play a role in how you act towards others well we'll take the job one first <clears throat> If you have a bad temper and it gets out of control or an anger issue you're not going to have a job period and i don't care what industry you're in unless and and i don't care people like oh, i don't care i work for myself well you might not have any clients then so there's always a way where you can mess yourself up by doing that so i'll i'll leave the job at that it's just not it's not good there's no good coming out of that <clears throat> I'll, I'll say this though i would teeter the line of anger versus competition at work that is a good thing i think competition really breeds you know the cream and it rises so if you own a business or if you're a employee of a business i think that's a good trait and i would look for that and i do look for that so mm. that's where the controlled anger for the competition within a job comes in a relationship, it's not good. Um, it, it think we all deal with it, guys and girls, young and old, doesn't matter. And it can also be a problem if it's not managed. The expectations aren't managed by either party. Mm. And in my opinion, the only way to survive anger in a relationship is to always be continually trying to work on it. And the only way you can do that is by having open, clear communication with your partner and being vulnerable to each other regarding that emotion. I think all emotions have good traits. I don't have a problem. I think anger is a good thing in a certain way. I think anything could be negative if you wanted to to a certain extent, anger is no different, but I think anger can be used as a good thing. But in a relationship, oh, he's so angry, he's so angry. Okay, or she's so angry, we'll use that one. She's so angry, she's so angry. Okay, it's great to throw that out there once or twice, but after that, now you're it's, it's annoying, you become a nag and it's gonna create and manifest more anger. The, the way, just an example, maybe instead of saying they're so angry, they're so angry. How about you sit down and say, listen, I'm feeling this a certain way. I think you're angry. Do you want to talk about it? Is there something I can do to change that? Or is there something you need my help to work on? And vice versa. It is not a one-way street whatsoever. A relationship's always a two-way street. And it's, in, and the, the real the hardest part in a relationship is if someone's trying to get their point across, we can't control how someone accepts or interprets that. So you might have the best intentions of speaking with your partner, but it might not land right and it can cause more problems. 
That's why you got to keep trying calmly to have that discussion until there's a breakthrough and they, they hear what you're saying and they can list truly listen to it instead of thinking you're saying up, but you're really saying down as an example, all I hear is up, all I hear is up. No, I'm telling you down, but you can't control how that's landing. So, okay, listen, can, can I explain it differently or, or what aren't you getting, but, and that can be frustrating. And, but you have to, then you know what? Take a step back, take a break and then revisit it, but don't give up. You know, and people in, you know, marriages, for example, I heard um, Sean Whalen, I, I mentioned him a lot on here. Um, I follow him and, and some of the things he says in his, and he's in a second marriage, I think. They, they're, I, I just agree with them. He said a lot of people just give up on their marriage and or i think maybe his wife might have said that i don't know they, they people just give up on their marriage and a marriage isn't meant to just be easy and strive for happiness the strive should be for a partnership and a relationship to continually to grow together as one those in my mind are separate and they're different and i agree with that and when i heard that i was like oh that's a great way to put it and I think people tend to give up too soon in an uncomfortable conversation like anger or, you know, someone feel my wife says I'm, I'm an angry person. I don't think I'm an angry person, but now instead of getting mad when I hear that, I want to talk about her. She wants to talk about it and there'll be a conversation and at least it can erode some of those negative false, you know, fronts that we all have. So communication, active listening, those are two ways that you can kind of active listening. That's my boy, Dave, who you met. That's his thing. Active listening is so spot on. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, is it fair to say that there's a false narrative around marriages that people have with when they see the ceremonies and all the, the, the glitz and glamor that you see on social media about, about what it's all really all about? Of course. Plus, you said the key word social media. So we all know how I feel about it. I think so, social media is good for some things, but it is also very negative in others. And I think yes. people like to put on a show and a front and everyone likes pictures. And but you don't know the setup of that picture. It's that's all that is, is just a picture. After that, it disintegrates. So People want always want to put on the front of happy marriage and this and that, and everyone's perfect. And it, it's just, it's not the case. It's not the case. Yeah, no. And, and when you think about the origins of our own personal anger, like we can understand why we get angry, but where did it start? Like, where did it come from? And everyone's story is different. You got to realize and remember too, that between the ages of two and seven are the most formative years. Mm -hmm. Those are where, and you're seeing that now with your children, right? Oh, they, yeah. Everything gets absorbed like a sponge. And we yeah. grew up in different times where emotional intelligence wasn't really um, looked at as a good thing. It wasn't know? even understood, I don't think, to a certain degree, I'm saying. To a certain degree, but it yeah. was, I think it was also a sign of weakness. Of course. And we, you know, we grew up with the Marlboro Man, and we grew up where men were looked at differently. And the evolution of men has changed. Yeah, I'm still the Marlboro guy, but I'm also Santa Claus. 
Yeah. I'm also the guy that's going to help someone out on the street if I feel like they need it. Or Oh, you're I not going to take need. your phone out and just video it like a piece uh, of shit? Uh, <laughs> Greg, you're, you're angry. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. We're talking about anger. I am angry. <laughs> but, yeah. but as we're trying to explain to people that's a great example the origins (laughs) all right the origins as you can see like we're human and it happens to us and you know i think for me my my mouth gets me in a lot of trouble when i get angry because i just get so angry i'll have a story on that in a second but (laughs) you just made me think of something go ahead so people sometimes i'll use me as an example they'll say like what you just said oh greg you're angry you know what though Maybe it's not anger. Maybe it's passion. And I think those two can be misconstrued. Absolutely. From somebody like you, you have a nice strong voice. And somebody like me, just by the way my appearance is, it's automatically assumed or in a direction in somebody's head before I even speak. And that's usually not the case. So they're like, oh, you're so nice. They're like, you're a big teddy bear. I thought you'd be like this. I'm like, why would you think that? They're like, well, look at you and, you know, all this stuff. And... That's also judging a book by its cover, and we don't do that. Right. But I think right. a lot of anger is misconstrued for just someone being really passionate about something that means a lot to them. Yeah. And a well, story about how your mouth gets you in trouble. I do remember a night in my hometown, New Rochelle, well, where I was actually the designated driver. <laughs> and you were slightly inebriated. And the cop was going to take me to jail to prove a point. And he literally said that. He goes, I know you're the designated driver, but because your friend's so out of control, I'm going to take you to jail and let him go home. Remember that? I remember that. Remember that? That was fun. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Well, uh, some of those days are kind of foggy, Greg, but I'm glad. But we can laugh about it now because it all worked out, thankfully. Yes. Yes. And, and uh, I, I've been uh, one of my many, 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 many wonderful nights that I've been forgiven for. So I'm also thankful, thankful for that as well. Yeah. So, you know, understanding the origins of those anger and understanding like, you know, how you take on those types of behavior, whether it's a family influence, whether it's a friend's influence. And I, I can remember, you know, uh, as a child, you know, certain, certain, you know, dynamics inside the household that were a little, you know, um, on, on edge, you know, strife, you know, not saying anything bad, but, you know, just what I got exposed to. And then, you know, as you, as life events happen to you, you know, things happened to me when I was a kid. And then you, again, we talked about it when all that poo starts stirring, Mm -hmm. you're like a ticking time bomb waiting to explode. And that is where, you know, the health risks of, holding on to all that anger i can remember going through a breakup where well the last relationship i was in that was well serious relationship that was you know you know <laughs> about five six years ago and uh you know that's true full disclosure and i was so angry that i needed xanax and i've never took a xanax in my life you were prescribed but, it i don't think you needed it but they gave it to you yeah <laughs> and i tried it I tried it and it, I mean, that, that worked, but I only took it once because I don't like taking drugs. So like I took it once, but I mean, just the health risk of holding on to all that anger. Greg, can you ever remember a time where like you got so angry that it affected your health? 
It could be mental. It could be physical. It could be emotional. I can't think of a, <clears throat> an, an exact health risk, but I just know that it's not good for you. So we all know stress is like the silent killer, right? And I think, and you use these keywords and I wrote them down to talk about later on too, but like holding on to it and taking it on. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, but when you do hold on to it and take it on, it's a problem. Even though you might physically look okay inside, it's probably doing, you know, hurricane damage. The only example I could think of is years ago, I was, I was doing well in real estate and I switched companies. Okay. So we'll get into a whole real estate thing another time, but this other company was courting me for a long time and I'm not one to really jump from company to company. Some agents do that and I'm pretty loyal guy, but I took the meeting and I heard, I, I always hear people out. That's what I do. And then it sounded almost too good to be true. So I let it go. They kept contacting me. Months went by. They took me out. They did this. They took me to their headquarters, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, they, I sat down to negotiate with them. They're like, what do you want if you come here? And I remember being in the conference room and I, I wrote the key things down that I wanted on a piece of paper and I slid it across the boardroom table. Now, keep in mind, these things were pie in the sky. There's no fucking way they would give this to me. I just went for it. Mm. They're like, yeah, sure, no problem. We'll draft up the uh, contract and we'll have it over to you later today. Wow. Inside, I'm like, oh my God, this is great, blah, blah, blah. Drafted up, read it. It was exactly what I wanted, blah, blah, blah. Pretty standard. Signed it. Pretty excited. And I'll, I remember where I was standing in my apartment in New York City. My phone rang. It was pretty late and it was the new company. And in my head, I'm like, this can't be good. It's the ink's not even dry. It's only been a few hours. We have a problem, Greg. Now, mind you, I already signed. And this is what they were known for, but whatever. And they're like, oh, not to get into details, but, you know, certain things we can't honor. Mm. Anger. I was furious. And the contract was for a year. I was angry that entire year, the entire year. I did good business. My business, I didn't let that affect my business, okay? And I have a point to all this. So Mm. business did great, you know, service my clients was awesome. But inside, and I was working out every day. I was in good shape, big guy, whatever. But inside, like, I just didn't feel right. And I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I went for my, you know, my yearly physical, same doctor I've been going to forever. Shout out Dr. Adler. Mike knows him. And yeah. And um, I said, hey, doc, I don't remember how old I was at this time. It was 2000. Mike's better at me than this. It was 27. It was 2018, right before I got married. And I said, hey, doc, when you pull my blood, just check everything testosterone, everything, hormone. I I want the whole thing. Mm -hmm. He goes, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. And you know, when you don't hear something, it's great. So, you know, and then the phone rings the fucking panic time. And uh, oh, the doctor wants to speak to you about your results. Like, fuck. Great. Awesome. Can't wait for this phone call. 
So I call him and he's like, Hey Greg, what's up? Uh, not an immediate alarm. So I was like, oh, okay, good. He goes, but I got to tell you something. I'm like, okay. He goes on paper, your testosterone is equivalent to a 90 year old man. So there's the chart, low, average, high. Mm. I was so low, I wasn't even on the chart. Mm. Awesome. Makes anger. Mm. So I was I was freaked out and I was also in disbelief. So was he. He's a doctor. And he's like, you look at me and very muscular and, and strong, and you would think that can't happen. So I go, Doc, what the hell? Like, what could this be? I'm not that I'm not old enough yet for that to be there. I'm not 90. You know, and he was like, all right, I'm going to ask you this one question. And he knows I never did steroids or any of that shit. And he goes, are you stressed? And then it just went off in my head. I go, actually, I am. And he knew my business. He knew I did well. Like he was always talking real estate with me. And I was like, so it got me thinking. He goes, all right, don't panic. He goes, let's retest in three to four months. And granted, I had a lot of stuff going on in my life at that time. But so I, it was so stressful that year at that company. I held on to that anger, which is what we're talking about. Obviously, it did something inside. Fast forward, I got married. It was awesome in Montana. You were there. I was. And um, it was the best wedding, I think. And I so I quit that company. And I started my own firm. So stress levels, still stressful. And you understand this. You have your own business. But it's a different type of stress because it's yours. So I have nobody to blame but myself. I don't have to worry about any of the, the red tape or any of the corporate bullshit. So if there's stress, it's usually because it's my fault. I could deal with that. So I, I quit there. And I opened my own company. And got married. And started doing all that, saving up to buy a house because we were still living in the city at this time. Recheck my blood. And I didn't take any supplements in the meantime, nothing. Kept my same routine, everything. Back to normal. Crazy. Someone explained that to me, so I call, I get the results. I called him this time. He didn't have to call me. And I'm like, Doc, what the hell? And he's like, did you do anything different since last? I go, yeah. I quit there, started my own company. And got married, all this stuff. And he goes, yeah, it was the stress, the anger that I allowed by holding on to it. That's what it did. So there's your health example. Wild, wild to see that. It's a great example because it can affect every and everything for men with testosterone. Once, you know, that gets low, you know, you open yourself to a kind of Pandora's box of yeah. a, a litany of, of, of health risks. And I think one thing too, to be mindful of in a relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's with um, your significant other, you don't want to take on that person's anger or that person's stuff, but you also don't want someone else taking on your stuff as well. Because then as we've seen stories, you've got one here, one here, and it's like a train wreck. And it becomes a train wreck. And with train wrecks, unfortunately, there are a lot of casualties. That was perfect. I, yeah. I agree 100%. That's a, that's a casualty waiting to happen. You know, and I think with anger, too, it opens ourselves up <clears throat> for the, the enemy as, you know, being Christian enemy or forces to, 
penetrate your body in a certain way because you know there's a part in the bible where it talks about you don't want to go to bed angry you don't want to give the devil a foothold you don't want to have um that imprint because it, you're susceptible to god forbid i throw a punch i go to jail god forbid i do this i go to jail god forbid i throw something across the room and hit somebody and yeah. then you're gonna feel like 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 crap so anger kind of allows an opening of of things that we don't see in this world to kind of get inside of us and and act a certain way so you know when 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 you're in a situation and we talked about this before anger is a choice yeah it's it's all about it's not about the circumstance of the situation it's all about how we respond or react mm-hmm. to the situation but that takes time to reverse especially if you're programmed one way yeah absolutely so here's another curveball we're really getting into it tonight so we it. all know i am the biggest fan of the sean ryan show hands mm-hmm. down best show out there shout out to him he's putting out some absolutely incredible content that most people don't want to touch and it's and it really hits home and it hits to the core he has an episode coming out about um the child sex trafficking so i have two little kids my friends have kids how do you not get angry with the facts and what's going on so that infuriates me but i think that anger is okay maybe it isn't i'm i think it's okay to a degree because i think when people get angry enough and it's controlled like you said i think actions can be taken companies are formed kids are saved because people are like you know what fuck it i'll do it and i'll create and there's some great organizations that are helping to save these kids all over the world especially here in the states because this is happening right outside our door in florida too it's it's a mess and the anger cause sometimes causes really good action so my question to you is because you're obviously more faith driven than i am and you're way more knowledgeable in it and you practice it every week and i commend you on that way more than me how do how me how do i not get angry when i see that that's or learn about it how do you do that (laughs) that's a that's a really good question and i have another thing that i want to talk about for i'm going to put this out there we're going to do an episode and i want you to lead it on forgiveness because he touched upon this he had a guest on that's very faithful like you and he asked the same question and you're my boy so i'm going to ask you you don't have to answer it now how the fuck do you forgive these monsters that do these horrific horrible things to children i can't get past that in my head but that's for another episode i just want to plant that seed now because that daily hourly i have a hard time with that i cannot forgive people like that i can't do it yeah that's a tough one it Um, is forgiveness is hard to say that especially when it comes to acts against children and animals and you Mm -hmm. know women and and violence like that it's it's uh it's hard you know especially when things when things happen to you as a child and you carry around all that anger and 
you know, it takes a lot of uh, introspection to really understand what that other person was going through. Now, in in sex trafficking, I look that's a that's a loaded topic that we can go down a rabbit hole with. I, I know I'm getting pretty but, educated on this, and I think it, and but that needs like your voice is a strong voice that needs to get out there because if you say it, I say it. I know I heard Mel Gibson's coming out with a movie about it, and a lot of this stuff's coming to the forefront. But this kind of segues into another thing I want to talk about getting angry with those in charge and why they are allowing this to happen. And that kind of is a microcosm of what's going on in society. Like we live in a very angry world. We do. And I think the youth is like out of control, angry, the violence, the level of violence, a 12 or 15 year old kid now is way different than when we were younger. 100%. You know, somebody might've got stabbed, you know, whatever, not, yeah. I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but not a big deal, whatever. Now it's just like they're just on the streets at noon, just shooting up the place and they're like 13 years old and they don't give a shit about anything. It's a whole different level of violence. There's no sense in it. And there's also there's obviously there's no parents or core there most of the time. I'm not saying all the time, but most of the time. And it's just it's on a whole everything's been leveled up now. And that level up is not good. Yeah. And you said it and you touched upon it. Everything begins at the home. Yeah. Everything like the home is the nucleus of where someone's trajectory in life is going to be, you know? So when you see outside forces that are trying to destroy the, the nuclear family, the mom, the dad, the traditional roles. And that's another thing we'll talk about. They're trying hard. They're trying hard. They're throwing everything at that. You know, some of these kids don't, don't have a chance. And you know, you often mm-hmm. think about like when you ask a girl out and you get rejected or you send them a DM and they don't respond back to you. Everyone's fighting a battle that we know nothing about. Yep. Everyone's going through some stuff that we have no idea what they've been through in the life, what they've gone through. And for people that do violence against people, you know, as you know, I was a victim at one point, you know, a long time ago. I don't know what that person's went through. And a lot of things that would be normal to them isn't normal to somebody else because they've had their views and they've had their their minds shaped that, hey, this is okay to do. Yeah. And that's where the forgiveness comes into play is having the awareness and understanding like, yes, like, you know, you're going to get really crappy thoughts that come into your mind, especially being Christian. You have a bullseye every day. You're going to get threats bombardment about bad thoughts but this is where to combat anger you got to have the remedy remedy for people could be yoga could be meditation could be working out it could be gratitude for me it's the bible it's the word everything is in there and we talk about james 119 you know where he talks about be quick to listen slow to respond and slow to become angry those three things oh it's our 20s wrapped up perfect yeah reverse yeah reverse be quick mm-hmm. to anger <laughs> slow, be quick to respond quick yes. to anger and slow to listen <laughs> yes throw through the window first and then ask later yes absolutely you know what what do you do greg to kind of control your anger in a way where you can harness it in a positive light i just take pre-workouts no i'm just kidding um i, I mean I do no it's true. it's true it's true no i i i think movement 
in like Mike said, any form, I don't care what it is. I think some type of movement helps. I like lifting weights. I also like, I like, like wet. I'm like, there's, there's got like our friend, Justin is real. I think he got his purple belt or what? I don't, I don't know the colors, but he's really into jujitsu. So he'll wrap you up. He'll choke you out. He'll do his thing. Like that's his therapy. He likes that the hands-on type of stuff. I'm a weapons guy. I like different things. I like, you know, shooting guns, different guns. I like learning them and learning how to use them. I like learning them in different situations, nighttime shooting, distance, close quarter. That's my thing. That makes me um, calmer, believe it or not. So, and doing this show and talking to my friends and the best therapy is the day-to-day with my wife and kids. I mean, there's nothing better than little kids because they're just pure and innocent. And right. if you just, you know, enjoy them and be in the moment, I always say be in the moment, no phones, no nothing. And it's just, it's the best time. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and having something like a go-to like with the weapons, you know, for me, I still am grateful that I can still get in a wrestling ring yeah, and get, and get thrown around yep. and get beat up and, like when I feel so great when I get out of that and it's as, as, as men and women, we got to be aware. We cannot let anything rob us of our inner peace. Nothing and nobody. Because you know? the thief's purpose, the book of John talks about the thief's purpose is to, to want to steal and kill and destroy when, you know, God has came to give us rich and fulfilling lives. You know, and a lot of the book of John, not that I want to go down a rabbit hole, but another way that we can kind of cure anger is with love and compassion. It's something that I practice and I work on. You do. Some days, you some days do. I don't, some days I'm not that compassionate. Some days I'm not that loving, but it's on my mind. <laughs> right. Cause <laughs> if we, if we can love God, like I can say, Oh man, like, dude, I, I love Jesus. I love God, but yet I hate you or I hate, this person over here or these two over there and this one over here. I hate here, you. I hate right? you. I hate, I hate you. you. I you hate over you. There. I hate you. You suck. You know, then I really don't love God because that's not what God's all about. So having that vice and having that outlet for your anger is extremely, extremely important. Um, yeah. And, you know, Greg, when you're having, especially at work, I'm sure you encounter this, right? You got someone who's really angry and they're coming at you full force. How do you, how do you combat that anger when you're trying to have a dialogue with someone? Like, how do you, how do you offset that? Well, it depends if they start getting disrespectful, I just shut it down right there. There's no, there's no place for that at work. You don't have to raise your voice. No one's yelling or cursing. It's not that environment. We're all professionals. You cross that line. I'm going to nip it in the butt real quick and you can get out of my office and come back when you're, when you feel professional and like an adult. But most of the time when someone's coming at me like that, I'll I'll diffuse it by just cracking a joke or making them smile real quick. And that quick instant one or two second pause, you know, it, it kind of threw them for a loop in their spewing of their venom. Some most of the time they just stop and they look at me like, what did you just say? And that's all I need to just let's relax. Let's, let's, let's figure this problem out. Every problem has a solution in my opinion, and there's no reason to get angry on that level I'm saying. And so, okay, let's figure it out. Let's just figure it out. We're smart. Two brains are better than one. 
And if you know what, you know, you want to bring somebody else in, let's bring somebody else in three brains. Let's figure it out. We're all smart here and we're all good at what we do. Let's figure it out. I like that. I like that. Just kind of like lighten the mood a little bit. Just break the, break the, the chain real quick when they're just firing off like, like, okay, are you done now? Or like, what's the real problem? Or like, can you go get my violin please? And they're like, Oh, you play the violin? I'm like, no, you idiot. I'm just saying, like, sing me a song. Like, no one's listening. Like, let's let's get to the root of the problem, please. Yeah. And it's funny. My friend Patrick talks about, like, the key to relationships and understanding the other person. And the more you practice that, you can read a room pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Or you understand people and understand when someone's coming at you. And you can, you can see it on their face. And just more as you understand more about yourself, you can understand other people. Um, I can so, be in a room 30 seconds and feel it and understand what's going on and make a read. I don't care if there's five people in the room or 500 people in the room, you can feel it real quick. So being able to read a room, as we've just said, is going to be really important for, um, you know, dealing with anger, um, understanding like the anger, where it comes from. And we talked about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big component as we start to wrap up this episode here, forgiveness is a big component of letting go of anger. It's huge. Yeah, it is. And so I I forgot where I heard this recently, but okay, you and I have some really awesome, I don't want to call it road rage, but we get pretty pissed if somebody cuts us off or they're trying to get on the highway and they, and they, you know, they're, they're just driving like assholes. But I forgot where I heard this and it's a good point. Instead of getting angry, maybe that person's in a hurry because their friend's dying and they have to get to the hospital before they die. Like they're literally checking out that just that changes the whole narrative. And you know what? Go, dude. Go ahead of me. It's all good. And I've been trying to be better at that because it's been challenging driving lately and people have really not have not been driving well up here and i almost feel like i'm a target sometimes and i try to keep replaying that story in my head and i think that's just a an indirect way of forgiving them and i also ask myself what are you mad at this doesn't affect your day this doesn't affect your money this doesn't affect your family this doesn't affect you like if if those things aren't touched who the hell cares don't worry about it. There's bigger things. And I think that comes also with age or maturity yes. of, of being able to let it go. But I won't let go of the other thing I spoke about, which we will talk about in another episode. I think that's on a whole other level and not happening. No. And, and that, yeah, that is a tough one. And we'll, we'll figure it. We'll, yeah. I really we'll want your well. opinions on that. So get to work, Mike. Yeah. No, I got to start practicing because, yeah. you know, but you yeah, you make great points, Greg. You know, it, again, like you don't know what the other person's going through. You know, love and compassion are really the ways of of you know kind of combating some of that anger. You know, um, as like my friend Patrick likes to say, you know, when he talks about like um, you know the outer world and the inner world, that's something your dad always talked about. Mm-hmm. Like you can't let the outer world affect your inner world. Yeah. Like we can't let what's going on in this country affect our inner world because it can affect us like that. Yeah. And then the dominoes of anger start to follow. Um, we know the health risks of anger because we, you know, that example you gave about for men, testosterone levels, yeah. M, 
you know, um, I'm sure along with that came cortisol levels and other, um, mm -hmm. you know, health risks, relationships, how taking on someone's anger and your yeah. anger being taken on someone else is a real disaster waiting to happen. It's a difference um, of don't take it on, but try to help them or, or maybe give them some different outlets to that's not taking it on. I think there's a big difference and people might mistake it. Oh, oh, let me, let me help you. But yes, help them, but don't consume. And like Mike said, don't take on their anger. Just try to lighten their plate by redirecting them or, or giving them some solutions or suggestions. Yeah. And of course, in that situation, they got to want to help themselves first. If they don't want to help them, themselves then absolutely you know and you can't because i've done it you, you can't try to prove to somebody that hey i'm the guy i can help you we are not the knights in shining armor <laughs> we are not we are it's a partnership like you had mentioned earlier greg yeah i agree with that that's that's well said it's a hundred percent partnership greg anything else do you feel like we missed anything any stories you want to tell about me almost getting you uh, arrested <clears throat> and going to jail anything else you can think of um, not off the top of my head. No, but, um, <laughs> I, I just think, I think to sum it up anger, I'm okay with anger. I think it's a necessary emotion. I think a lot of good can come out of it. A lot of it. And on different levels, personal, private business, politics, whatever good can come out of it. But it's the choice on how you handle it, which I think a lot of people have a hard time navigating and figuring out. And I think when you realize you're angry, it's got to be for a reason. Figure that out and it cannot consume you like any other topic Mike and I have spoken about. When you get up to that line, you got to choose. Stop. Stop. Don't don't cross the line anymore because it's going to affect everything. And one bad decision will fuck up your life. One, one. done overnight. You're done. And there's no do-overs. <laughs> no, not at that level. Not, not the level we're level. talking about. Nope. Nope. Is it worth it? I'm going to go 99.9% .9 of the time. No. Yep. No, that's a, that's a great way to, uh, to end it. Um, that's a great way to end it, Greg. I couldn't agree with you myself. I mean, I, we could have been talking about anger for another two hours. There's so many branches that this just, you know, goes down and it just, it just spirals into so many different topics. But, you know, if people want, I'm sure they'll message us. We can, we can pick a few and, and, and roll over it again, which is cool. Absolutely. And yeah. remember with age comes wisdom, comes experience, comes knowledge. So as much as, I want to prevent people from going down the roads that you and I traveled and mm -hmm. some of the choices that we made, you know, people are going to have to experience it for themselves and then let it understand and let our message marinate. Like now I get what they're saying. So if you yeah. can avoid it, avoid it. But if you're a youngster yeah. being 20 nowadays versus being 20, 20 years ago is a completely different ball game. And I mm -hmm. highly, highly encourage you if you have anger issues, Talk to someone, talk to a friend, talk to your parents, because in life, we can't fight battles alone. Lean on someone. Yeah, just start listening to some more positive shit and more realistic things and not just all the, the bullshit content that's out there at every swipe of the finger on the phone.
a lot of um, a lot of content right from our phone can really determine the course of our day. And as Proverbs says, you know, protect your heart because everything you do comes from that. So, and who would have ever thought twenty years ago you and I'd be talking about this the way we are? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> that's that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. All right, Greggy T. Yes, sir. Anything else that we missed? Not that I'm aware of, no. Well, I'm sure we'll get a DM if we did. Keep them coming. Yeah. We appreciate the love and the support. And I'm going to sign off from the free state of Florida. We got a lot of great stuff coming up on the horizon. Yeah. Greggy T at some point in the upcoming weeks is going to give us some real estate fundamentals. I know myself and a lot of guys out there that are looking to buy a home in, this trying, in these trying times. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? Do we buy? Do we rent? Interest rates, debt to income ratios, all that fun stuff. Yeah, and, and I'll men, give you, I'll give you the real on it. I have nothing. I have no skin in the game, so I'm gonna keep it completely real. As somebody that experienced it firsthand, that does it day to day, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give you complete honesty, and and not some bullshit you'll get from eighty percent of the realtors out there. Awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. Well, to all the guys out there, thank you. Greggy T, thank you so much for always dropping knowledge bombs on us. And um, love love, love each other, man. Love, love and show compassion towards someone this week. If it's something that you do, if anything you do this week, show love towards somebody that you normally wouldn't show love to. Makes Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. And thank to all the listeners. Be safe out there. And remember, empowermentpodcast.com. You can read the world's greatest bio about Mike. And we are on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, iHeart. We're all over the Apple Podcasts. Like it, subscribe, do your thing. We really appreciate it. It is us that's reading it. So thank you again. And we will see you next week.